Welcome to another episode of the Life Adventurous Podcast. I'm Jenny Hollow, your host, and we are still in the chakra series, and we just finished up the throat chakra, and we have moved up into the third eye chakra. Now, the third eye chakra is actually, you know, and I can't wait to hear from our guests more about this, because when I like refer to what I know about the third eye chakra, it's so small compared to like our guests. So, you know, it's really just like where that intuition and where that seeing is. And a lot of people think that they're able to physically see these things, but it's like an intuitive seeing. So it is a different type of seeing, but it's a matter of opening up that chakra and bringing up more of your intuition and tapping more into who you are and really just, I don't know, it's just so powerful because it's your sense of purpose, your direction, it's listening to yourself and not necessarily following everybody on the outside. So it's gonna be an amazing journey with these next three guests. So let's introduce the first guest of the three and her name is Chris Greer. And what I love about her is she is just, a world student, you know, the student of the world because she's been on this spiritual path. She's been using like meditation, yoga, crystal healing, Reiki, aromatherapy. She's been using all the different modalities for 20 years. So she has been you know, studying and discovering and just, she's gonna share so much with us because she has her own podcast too called Grounding Journey. And even in her podcast, it's like here, like this is my playground, Grounding Journey's her playground where she's just seeking to have these deeper conversations so we can all rise up to the next level. So welcome Chris to the podcast, share a little bit more about who you are and you have to share something fun about yourself. Oh, thanks, Jenny. I'm so excited to have this conversation. I have been on such a chakra journey the last year. And I love my husband and I love my son, but they just don't get it. So I'm so excited to talk to somebody about it. And hopefully your listeners will reach out and be like, oh, I want to talk to you. So thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. As you said, I'm a student of the world. I have done crystal healing, Reiki training. I just completed my yoga teacher training. I've been using essential oils for 20 plus years before it was common. And and I just love to bring all the different modalities together and really explore them and see what resonates for me and pick a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of that and make my own. And I think that's what we should all do is there's so many thoughts out there and so many beliefs and so many different avenues to travel. It's all about exploring them and finding what resonates with you and then really putting it into practice. And so I actually came up the other night with it, you know, my best thoughts come at two in the morning. And I was like, I'm a student of the world. I'm just a girl in the universe making stops along the way. So I'm so excited to talk about this. And you caught me off guard with something fun about me. Because oh, it's the easiest question. Uh, yeah, but see, your intro made me sound way cooler than I think I am. So now there's a lot of pressure. <laughs> there is no pressure. Cool. You already told me something cool when we were chatting before we went live. Okay. So my husband, my son, and I love to travel. And we are going to Peru in May. And we're hiking the, I, I was thinking about it, it's the Cinderella Trail of the Inca Trail. So it's the unknown sister that does a lot of hard work and it's beautiful, but nobody knows about it. So um, we love to hike. We love to get outside. We've 
just do all these crazy adventures. And so that's what I love about your podcast too, that just the name adventurous makes me want to be your friend. <laughs> it's Oh, I, I love it. And you know, I used to, like, I, I kind of tried it on for a while. I tried on like the, the branding or the name of the hiking travelista Ooh. because I was like hiking everywhere when I was traveling the country with my job. So like I would always like go there early and stay late or whatever to be able to hike more. <laughs> so it was so much fun. Let's get into the third eye. So I'm really, really curious. What does the third eye mean to you? So if I can step back for just a second. So I have loved the chakras and I've explored them using crystals and oils for years and years. When you said 20 years, I'm like, I started exploring really young. I know. I was like, guys, she looks, I meant to say that. I was like, she looks really young. We're sitting here on Zoom and she looks right. so young. I'm like, I think she started when she was like two, three, four, five, somewhere in there. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I was an esthetician for a short time in life. So, <laughs> but so I like to me, the, the chakras, when you got the third eye, it was always intuition. So like if you're driving down the road and you're going a few miles too fast and you're like, hmm, I should slow down. And then a mile later you pass a cop. Like to me in my twenties, oh, my third eye is open. I'm, I'm using my intuition. I'm connecting. And so I started a yoga teacher training in March of 2020, it actually was the weekend that COVID hit because they shut everything down that weekend while we were in training. And what I didn't know was going through that training because I wasn't doing it to become a yoga teacher. Teacher, I was doing it to deepen my own personal practice. And I'm so grateful for that time because had I not been in teacher training through COVID, I would have completely lost my practice. But what it did for me is it completely propelled me deeper into the spiritual journey and I was starting to study, like I was working on a project that I was going to be exploring the chakras more. And it took me about four months and actually the passing of my grandmother to realize that I was going through each chakra for a month and I was exploring them and opening them like I had never imagined. And it was really, really amazing. So when I got to my third eye, I was aware at that point that I was going through this but I didn't know, you know, to me, I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to get really in tune with my intuition. And I have been one who has stuck to my spirit guides, who has been led for 20 plus years. So I, I was like, oh, this one's going to be easy. It's not going to really do much because my third eye is so opened. And I went through a challenge in my personal life where I had to ask, every, you know, my immediate response was, what do you think? All right. What do you agree with? Okay. So I'll give you the detail really quick. So I've been doing the yoga teacher training. My teachers the whole time have been like, you've got to teach, you've got to teach. You're doing amazing. Like you've got to get this out in the world. I showed up for my final exam. I taught the class. It was the best class I've ever taught. I felt so connected to it. And at the end, my teachers were like, that was awful. You shouldn't teach. You're, you're going to hurt students, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And it, I broke me because wow. they all for nine months, they had been telling me that I was the best in the class and that, you know, I really had to get out there. And all of my friends had been in the class. Like all of my soul sisters were there. I had a friend drive two hours to come to the class. And so, the, you know, immediately that night, I wanted to call them all, ask them what they thought of the class. How did I do? Did they think I was horrible? Blah, blah, blah. And instead I sat on it. I went into meditation and I was like, what is this for me? And so over the next three days, I realized that it was actually for me to look into what I loved about yoga and what I loved about teachers. And if I wanted to do this and it, 
instead of calling my, all my friends and asking for that reassurance, it made me turn inward. And that's what I really realized the third eye for me opening wasn't connecting with my intuition because my intuition was there when I was quiet, but it was connecting with my inner wisdom. And that's what was so powerful for me because when we are quiet and calm, we're able to see experiences for the lessons that they are instead of getting caught in the physical of the experience. And when we're calm like that and quiet, it allows our intuition and our inner wisdom to help us make decisions based on the lessons and our experience and our journey instead of the physical chaos that we're surrounded by. Mm -hmm. That is so powerful. And there are so many lessons in this journey, in this story, because it's like, you're doing well, you're doing well. And especially like we work with a lot of overachievers, perfectionist type A, right? She's raising her raising hand. My hand. <laughs> so like, that's what we work with. And I feel like at least my journey and a lot of others, but not, I don't think this is a hundred percent true for every A type, but it's that external validation, right? So it's yes. like, you were getting that that whole time. You're great. You're great. You're great. You're great. You've probably also been at the top of your class or had good grades or always like, you know, the leader or the top salesperson or the top whatever, like, you know, you've always been used to that. So then it was like, mm -hmm. and then that blow hit. And because the blow came from people that you valued, you trusted, you looked up to, and then like you said, all your soul sisters in the room, I mean, that I would love to go into like even deeper, like how did you not go bananas, right? Like, I mean, you said you did it, but I want to get deeper into that. Like, how'd you not go bananas and know to like search in, within yourself? What led up to that? You know, it was one of those experiences that myself, I was like, holy crap, that was really awesome because I did, I cried. And, and so after the, the class that I taught, my husband was having a little party. I mean, it's COVID. So it was just my best friend and my favorite yoga teacher, who's a very dear friend of mine and has been on my podcast. They were all coming over because we'd all kind of been careful and we could be together and we were celebrating. So here's my best friend of 25 years who drove two hours to come to my class. She comes in all excited with presents and everything for me. My son meets her in the driveway and tells her that I didn't pass, that they want me to redo the class. Mm. And she just like walks in, you know, and I'm trying to hold it together because as you say, you know, I am used to having it together and being the one because we have a family business. I'm the head of our family business. I hold it together for everybody in my family. And, and so I was so grateful that my son had told her because I didn't have to pretend that it was all okay. And she walked in and I cried Aww. and my other friend walked in and I cried. So it was definitely a process of three days of some really deep soul searching. I'm grateful for the support I have. I mean, and I will say that that night, you know, I talked it out with my friends. I hashed it out. I got upset. I asked for their confirmation. And my friend who's a yoga teacher was not at my class. And my best friend was at my class. So the yoga teacher had been hearing about me from the, my instructors. And she was like, this can't be right. Like, I wish I'd been there. I don't know what happened. So they totally fed me all that stuff that I needed to be in the physical. 
Like they're your girlfriends. They're there to support you. They're going to talk about it. They're going to want to say bad things about other people. Like we were all in that moment and laughing and, you know, trying to pull me out of it. And then they left and I still had to figure out what I was going to do. Was I going to do another class? Was I going to say to heck with it and walk away from the training? Was I going to find another training class? And another girlfriend called me the next morning and I just, I didn't want to live the drama. Like I felt yucky from it and I I didn't want to talk about it. And so I, I knew that that meant I had to go into it. And for me, I think part of it was because I had been going through, you know, at this point I'm six months in to this chakra journey. I've been through some really rough stuff, some really rough emotions And I had to figure out how not to get stuck in the drama and how to make sure I did it right. So I didn't have to repeat it. Mm, And, and that gave me the insight of being like, okay, stop talking about it. Cause the Sunday I did it on a Sunday night. So Sunday I was going to call all six people and be like, so what'd you think? I need your feedback, you know? And I was embarrassed. I was horrified that they said I had to retake my exam. And, And that, that was really hard. So the next day, I think the embarrassment came up of I didn't want anybody to know that I had to take the exam over. And so there there was definitely all the different emotions. It's kind of like the 12 steps of grieving. I'm sure that I went through some of the grieving steps and, and I sat in meditation for two days, you know, not all two days, but I did these long hour meditations and reflections of like, what is the lesson in this? Am I supposed to push through am I supposed to reflect back? Like, where is that lesson? And I knew part of that lesson was not to get caught in the drama. And I'll be real honest, as I was going through it, I knew there was a lesson for me, but I didn't know how it connected to my third eye Mm -hmm. because I was aware I was on the journey. I knew it was the month to do third eye. I was only a week into the month. So, you know, I'm like, am I still dealing with my throat because I didn't get that right? Like, am I supposed to speak it right? You know, where am I in this? And it really, really did take that time. And then once I got through it, I'll admit, I was reading another book about chakras and it talked about your inner wisdom. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's what it was, is that I was supposed to find that confidence within myself that I had the answer that I didn't need somebody else to give me the answer. It wasn't even just the validation, but that I didn't need somebody else to give me the answer. Cause I have a life coach, you know, and I talked to her about it cause she's been my coach for a long time. And I, I found another program that I could do online that was more in alignment with my philosophies than the training I took. And it made me really connect with like, I had gotten my 200 hours is what I was finishing. I wanted to do 300 so I could be 500. And I realized that part of that was my ego. Mm -hmm. And that's another part of your third eye is being led by ego because everybody's a 200 hour teacher. And if I want to build credibility for grounding journey and for myself, then I have to be above that. I have to be a 500. And so that was where it came to, do I want to do like retake this, get my 200 so I can just scoot onto my 300? Or do I want to sit on this? Do I want to take a 200 that works with my philosophy and be okay with that? I walked away without getting my certificate 
And then through all of this thinking, I'm giving you such a long story. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's perfect. It's you actually like the next question I was going to ask, you're like already answering it. It's like, okay. you, it's like you intuitively knew what I was going to ask next. It's perfect. Well, it's funny because when I have guests on, I'm every, every once in a while, I'm like, but I, I, I want to say something. And here I am just being that guest that just keeps rolling. And so what I also realized, I'm so big on intention like setting an intention. So 10 minutes before I call our call today, I sat down, I set my intention to share what your audience would benefit from hearing, not just what I wanted to talk about. And, and so through that time too, I looked at my intention. When I started my yoga teacher training, my intention was to deepen my practice, my personal practice and my spiritual journey. It was never to become a teacher. And so I realized through that, that I had completed my intention. I had completed that training because I was on such a deep journey and on such a deeper practice that it wasn't, I had failed. Mm -hmm. I had completed. And so I did decide that I wanted to not retest that I did not. And like the ego part of me was like, well, when I make it big and I'm somebody, I don't want them to take credit for being who I got my training from, you know, like those were all the emotions mm -hmm but not buying into that. And that's part of the lower chakras, like sacral of not replaying that conversation nine times. Mm -hmm. I saw that you had just released the sacrals and I'm like, oh, I want to listen to those. Yes. So it definitely, you know, it was such a process to come to that place of what's my ego saying? What was my intention? What is my heart asking for? So it was all those other chakras and all that other stuff coming into play too. Yeah, that's such a powerful and thanks for sharing even more because that's that's a huge part of the lesson. I think a lot of times we start with an intention or sometimes mm -hmm. we forget to set the intention, but especially if we set the intention, we go about it. Our type A, our overachiever, our perfectionist sometimes takes over, you know, mm -hmm. even if we've dealt with those things. Sometimes that we, we talk about this a lot in our in our coaching program, Next Evolution. We just talked about it last night on our group call. Like the old you comes up, right? Yes. The old you comes up and is like trying to play. And sometimes you give in to the old you, right? Because you're like, yeah, right. this feels good. Like you did. It's natural. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you were like, wait, 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 wait. No, this is bigger. I've been working on this journey. I completed my intention. And that right there to me just screams freedom in so many mm -hmm. ways because it's you making that choice through and through versus someone else making the choice for you. Yes. Yes. And that is super powerful. And, you know, I, I really want to go, I want to hear a little bit more because something you said earlier back really caused me to be really curious. Okay. Okay. So you said, okay, I'm on this journey of working with all my chakras and you know, I, I, I'm paraphrasing because you said it differently. So please like <laughs> correct me if I'm not explaining it right, but kind of like, you know, I'm going through this journey with my chakras. I kind of thought I was good, but each time I opened it up, it was more than I ever thought. And mm -hmm. so I want to hear more about that. How do you know, what, what, is, what was that like? Like as you're working through it, what was the kind of work you were doing? How did you know they weren't open? How did you know they were opening up even more? What did that feel like? And then even like you've, we were kind of emailing back and forth this journey of your third chakra opening. Unpack that a little bit. Absolutely. So I started because I was doing my yoga teacher training, 
I started wanting to create this project that was yoga cards with chakras in it and really connect the spiritual because there's so many in my personal practice yoga, there's so many things that are about poses and the exercise of it, but not the spiritual part of it. So I wanted to do that. So originally I started and I told my husband, I was going to spend a week reading about each chakra. I have eight books that I've been reading. You should see the whole top bookshelf, like whole shelf on my book is that, And so I was like, I'm going to spend a week reading each one. So I started with the root, then I went to sacral and then things just got really busy. They got really hectic and I couldn't get through it that way. And I'm like, I want to, I want to. So I had my own plan air quotes and the universe is like, no, 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 that's not how we're doing this. You're doing a real dive because I couldn't January, 2021, I finished my seven chakras, which actually took me about nine months to get through. When I look back now, there's a lot of understanding for it. So really what the universe was saying was like, no, if you're going to teach this and you're going to explore it and you're going to offer insight, you have to dig into it. So it was midsummer 2020 that I was like, it's going to take me a month to get through each one, just because I thought I was taking so much information in. And then as I glazed over, my grandmother passed away Mm. and she's 98. She had an interesting life. And that's when I realized I was going through my chakras. There was a, such a deep level of bringing up the old stuff and releasing it and healing it. And, and so I realized that my root, you know, your root is your basement. You stuff everything down in there and it has to come out. You eventually have to clean the basement. And I I wrote a blog post on it about it happened a Sunday morning when I was in frog pose, because there was just this release. And that's what I love about chakras and yoga is you can release so much by the movements. But the thing is, you're like, oh, it takes 10 years of therapy to release it. Well, it takes 10 years of yoga to get that flexible (laughs) that you release it to. So it's not like a sudden thing that happens. And, And so going through the two months leading up to my grandmother's passing and then to her passing, all that stuff from my childhood, all that ancestor root stuff came up and I had to release it, acknowledge it, find gratitude for it. Then, you know, skip ahead to my heart where she passed, it's COVID, she's 98. Everybody she loves has already passed except for, you know, my parents and myself and my brother. There was no service for her. Mm. She just left the earth and that hurt. It it made my heart ache. And I had thought, air quotes again, that I had been working on my heart chakra for like a year. And I just thought I was doing heart chakra work. I didn't realize that you have to go through them all mm-hmm. to open up one to the deeper level. Mm-hmm. And so through working through her passing in the sense of she was just gone, nobody was mourning her. There was nothing looking at the stuff that it had dug up for me of my childhood, because my grandmother was a good Southern woman. She was Catholic. She was from Arkansas. She taught me to drink tea in the afternoon. I had to walk with a book on my head for my posture. You know, in today's day and age, in your forties, you're like, that's a whole lot of malarkey. So all that image stuff and self-worth that came up for me and finding compassion for her that she was just trying to offer me the best she knew, even though it hurt a lot, that I was not worth it. And that was all that self-worth that came out in my heart. That 
took like two months and thank God my husband's still married to me. Oh, wow! <laughs> you know, it was so deep and there was so much emotions. And when you open your heart or you open your sacral, it's going to keep expanding the chakras above it and below it. And so that really, the anger comes out and, and that's where you're grateful for the third eye again, because being able to see that it's the lessons and not to get stuck in the physical And that's one of my things I love about yoga is set an intention on your mat to release it easily, do an hour, and you've moved through some of it. But you have to remember to get to your mat if that's your source. Like some people, it's Tai Chi, some people, whatever, they like to run, whatever their movement is, but move so that you can get that stuff out and it doesn't just sit. Man, it's definitely powerful. And and as you were talking, and and I don't, I have not experienced this super often yet. So what's been fun about this journey out through the chakras with everybody is I'm even discovering even more about myself and my spiritual path. And it'll come up mm-hmm. like during the interviews and during these conversations that I, I felt when you were talking, especially when you got in the heart, I felt a tapping on my third eye. Like, mm. and I've never noticed it. It's possibly probably happened, but I felt like it's happening on my third eye. And I closed my eyes and I saw like a castle. Mm. And I, I don't still learning, you know, when I see stuff like this, what it means and what it all comes together, but it was like very prominent. So I'm just going to take that as a sign. Like you have a story to share about your third eye that needs to come out. So I'm going to let you intuitively step into that, what that is, but. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think it's the whole And it's almost more like the message for me of the third eye that it's not just intuition because I see in all the spiritual groups that I'm in, people talk about intuition and that they're open to their intuition. And okay, it is going to be a story. (laughs) I knew it. I knew Um, it. You know, and it's funny because I do kind of like hide this stuff back. So this is like my coming out party. Thank you for being a part of it. Yes. Um, Celebrating it. Yes. So when I was in my early twenties, I got pregnant with my son. I think I was like 24 when I had him and through having him, it really just opened me. Like he was my portal. I, I literally started seeing spirits. I started hearing them. I started interacting with them. I was doing Reiki at the time and I had a, my spiritual soul sister and I did some really amazing Reiki sessions where there were guides in the room. The rooms were so full of people. And I always thought this kind of goes back to what I was saying before is like, I'm really good at this. I'm not trying to do it, but it's just here. So I'm a voice for it. I'm a message for it, but I don't talk about it to people. Like only my inner circle really knows that because it's private. And if you want to talk past lives for a minute, I'm pretty sure I was burned in Salem. So I'm, I'm really guarded about that. Mm-hmm. And this is why I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm actually saying this out loud <laughs> to somebody I don't know. And lots of people are going to hear it. So I've always been really guarded about what I share about my intuition. And, you know, I remember 15 years ago, I was sitting on the beach at dark one night and there were so many people walking on the beach and they weren't you know, spirit, they weren't people, they were spirits. And and I was just overwhelmed because it, it happened so fast and it wasn't in my control. It was just beautiful. And, and I, I was just in awe of it. So I was like, wow, I'm really good at this. I don't want anybody to know. I don't want to bring my ego to it. I don't want to, you know, any of that. 
and, and I listen to people now, there was a particular person in the yoga training that I was in and she was, well, I see things and I know this and da, 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 you know, and it was all ego. Like she needed everybody to know what her abilities were. And I just, I was so turned off by that because I know that my abilities are my abilities and yours are yours and yours are yours and yours are yours. And that's to me, I didn't think I had anything special. Like I figured it's mine, but anybody who's willing to be open can have this experience. Like I'm not, I'm not special about it. I just am open here. And so that's what I loved about this dive that I went into with the third eye is I saw something deeper that it wasn't just intuition, that I wasn't actually that good because it was inner wisdom for me. And so it was taking it deeper. And that's just my experience. Like some people, their intuition is their experience, but it it was just beautiful for me to be able to see it's not ego. It's not just one element. There's so many layers. And on that, so February was horrible for me. Like Mm. our business, I was losing my mind. I cried more, like all these emotions. And I got into February, I mean, I got into March and I've been stumped on a creative project for work and it just like literally popped open and I'm like, well, dag nabbit, I'm going through them again. And, you know, February was all my route again. And I'm like, how many times do I have to do this? Cause like, was that dive not deep enough? (laughs) Um, But I'm really excited about sacral now because I think like I moved a lot of stuff out. And so now that it's open, I'm experiencing my sacral and I'm having fun with it this time I'm creating and I'm experiencing. So, you know, what I've realized is that as you dive deep, it is an onion. There's so many layers and you keep going through them and maybe it's not as intense fingers crossed this time, but there's still new levels to it. Yeah. Jay and I were talking last night about this journey because we've been on a journey as well. And like I said, we leave, we lead our clients through journeys, you know, and it, and it's, I told him, I said, I've always been into personal development. I've always, Mm -hmm. you know, gone to the meetings, done things, hurt, listened to the things, you know, worked on myself, wanted to be better. But I was just telling him last night, I didn't realize how deep you could go and you, you should go in this work to really dig up the crap. And even like all the crap that we have, regardless of if your life was really, really, really tough as a kid or really, really, really good as a kid. Every child has different quote unquote Mm -hmm. traumas and I'm definitely not downplaying, but I'm not, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we all have these different traumas because as kids, like these different things got rooted into us. I mean, it could have been as simple as you were a baby kicking and screaming and you were hungry and your mom didn't know what, that you were hungry and thought you just wanted a hug or thought you needed a diaper change. And then you felt unloved. And then that got rooted in you. Like it could be as simple as that, like something that's not even perceivingly a big deal or of course like something really intense right and it's like digging up the stuff and going through these cycles because even like with our coaching clients we have four different quadrants that we take them through so it's self-awareness raw mindset Mm -hmm. health and wellness and fun and adventure right so the idea is is like you're going to go through each of those quadrants you know you may pop in one you pop in another but the idea is to have them all lit up but Mm -hmm. like you just said it's like this cycle you go through again because you level up who you are and then there is another level because now you're at a higher level of consciousness awareness understanding that things you didn't even 
know before are now becoming available to you. And it's like, all right, here we go again. You know, do you think that we could ever be fully clear of all those traumas and all those ruined things? One could hope. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, We're human. You know, I, We're human. Right. And I think that part of our experience in life is to continue to level up because I do believe in past life. I believe that when this one's done, there's another one. That's why I came up with, I'm just a girl in the universe because there's so much more. I remember when I was little, my granddaddy who absolutely hung the moon in my world, Contact by Carl Sagan, which is that great movie with Jodie Foster. Mm-hmm was still a book. It had not come out. And it's a book that's like the size of an encyclopedia. I still have my granddaddy's copy of it. And he was reading it and telling me about it. And I mean, I was like eight and he said to me one day, and this is a line that Jodie Foster says in the movie, I have to believe there's something else out there because if not, it's a great big waste of space. Hmm. So I have to believe that in this life, that up-leveling doesn't always have to be painful but there's got to be something more out there because otherwise it's an awful waste of time, you know? And I don't know if you've ever read Melody Beatty. She does Mm -mm. several daily affirmations. One of her books, I think it's her second book. She talks about that there's a void that after you've done all this hard work, you get to sit in a void for a little while before you go back into it. And so like I was expecting February to be a void for me and just to kind of coast. So when I got to March and was like, Oh, no wonder. So I do think we get a void where we get to just, it's kind of like Shavasana in yoga, where you allow your body to absorb, to implement, to do what it needs to. It's the rest. And then you go to another yoga class. You can tell I love yoga because I use all these analogies with yoga stuff, but you keep doing it. You keep going to yoga. If you eat well, you don't eat a really healthy dinner and then eat crap again. Okay. I mean, maybe we do, but that's not the intention, right? right? Not repeatedly. You'll go back to a healthy meal eventually. And so I do believe that we keep up leveling. We keep going through more experiences because if not, it's an awful big waste of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's been your experiences with third eye? Like, where are you in your journey? That's a great question. I think the way that I perceive it is I definitely have been opening up a lot more empathically. So mm-hmm. feeling things and, you know, everybody, if you've listened from the beginning of the chakra journey, like I'm like, oh, I got chills on my arms. I got chills on my back. Like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm really stepping into that. And even I think the best way that I can share it is I've liked this kind of stuff for a very long time. And Mm -hmm. I definitely, it resonated with me, this different spiritual conversation. So intellectually, I started learning, being curious, exploring. And then what was missing there was like the deep belief that it actually worked. Like intellectually, I was like, I think that works. But like actually integration into your life and belief that it worked, Mm -hmm. that was not there at the beginning. Then it was, I, I feel like I straddled for a while. I'd be like, yes, yoga works but I'm not going to do it. Yes, Mm -hmm. meditation works. I'm going to do it occasionally, but not really. You know, like I was kind of like in between because the way I knew that worked was hustle, 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 go, go, go. And that produced results. So to believe that I could slow down in order to create results was really tough for me to really understand. And I believe where I'm at now is I think what I'm doing is I'm believing and I'm integrating but I also occasionally I put my foot back on the other side. 
like I mm-hmm. tiptoe back and then I'm like back over here and I'm like balancing. I'm about to put both feet on the, on the like full integration side because I I'm releasing, I'm letting go. Mm. And that whole journey, like you say, of trusting yourself of that inner wisdom, all of that, especially as it comes to our business, because mm-hmm. I I've known for a while that I needed to level up in order to get our business to the next level. I had to, what Mm -hmm. got me here won't get me there, that idea. Mm -hmm. So this, and and it's great because Jay and I are on this journey together and he's already super intuitive and super, he's really, really powerful. And I'm watching him even step into his power even more. But just that, that inner wisdom that you said, trusting it for myself and not looking for external validation. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's there. And do I, do I fully resonate like you do that? It's like my third eye, not necessarily because I haven't worked with the chakras as deeply as you, but I could see how that relates. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's a good example for anybody listening, you know, throughout this whole series, it's like, you've heard different stuff and you've heard different guests say, oh, my chakra's open or it's spinning or it's closed. And you may not fully resonate with that because you're like, what? My chakra's open. What the hell does that mean? But I know I got this shit I got to work on, (laughs) right? Like I know I've got uh, to open up my intuition. I want to trust myself more. So I think it's a good example that what you just asked is, yeah, sure. I can, sure. Yes. I'm working on my third eye chakra, but it doesn't have to be in the exact way that Chris explained it. Exactly. It's still there. It's still happening. We just have to funnel these things through our own experiences, our own belief and our own journey. Mm Mm-hmm. And what really resonates and where you are in your journey, you know, mm-hmm. you, everybody's at a different point and a different place in their journey. So giving yourself grace to acknowledge that and giving yourself the space to not compare yourself to somebody else or where they are and, and not comparing yourself to somebody else, not judging them. Like I totally judged that girl in my yoga class for having to be blah, blah, blah about her experience. And that made me just as bad, well, not bad, just as incorrect as I was judging ego because I was judging. And, you know, that's part of it is that we're still humans. We are in this life. Like you can't live in that spiritual realm and you can't like, I I don't want to think that I'm awakened. Like I'm aware Mm -hmm. because that puts so much pressure and sometimes we have to straddle both lines and sometimes we have to be on the right side and sometimes we have to be on the left side because sometimes we are aware and sometimes we're just getting through the day because we need to pay our mortgage, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and giving ourselves, that's been a big thing for me is giving myself that grace to some days, some weeks, just be human and not be connected to my third eye or to open chakras, but knowing that they're there, that I can come back as soon as I'm ready mm-hmm. and, and having that, like grace is one of my favorite words. I love that. So I, I want to hear a little bit more about these yoga cards. I want to okay, hear, I would love to yes, tell you. I want to hear about them. Are they, well, my first, very first question, you might get to this, but like, are they like a Oracle deck or what is your, what are you doing with them? 
Yeah. So they are going to be in the same sense that you use an Oracle deck. So in my personal yoga training, I, I mean, in my personal yoga practice, I have, there's lots of great cards out there that tell you the poses. So I'll lay them out and kind of move through so I can create my own flow, but yoga so often is so Westernized and it's, and I hate to say it that way. Cause I'm Western, like I'm as American as it comes, you know, <laughs> but it, it's such a practice. It's your physical experience. And to me, yoga is such a spiritual, like the beliefs and the spirituality. And my husband and I travel, we've been to India, we've been to Egypt. We have been to all these really random places. Nobody else goes. And one of my favorite things in the world is called a prayer. Let me sit in a small little town in India and listen to call to prayer because there's something beautiful about the spirituality of it. And that's what I believe in yoga is really the spirituality because it's such a, you know, kickboxing is kickboxing. It's modern, it's exercise, it's made to move and make you sweat. And yoga, yeah, there's rocket yoga, there's power flow. Those are made to make you sweat, but there's such a ancestral to yoga. And so I have spent the time really exploring the history, the mythology in different yoga poses, where they come from, what their originally intention in ancient Indian culture and Hindu and, and all those. And so what I've done is I've gone through and created these, there's six poses for each chakra. It will break down the spirituality of it, the historical value of it, and how it affects your chakras. And so I'm super excited. I've actually just finished getting the illustrations from my designer and I've been designing them. And I'm, and that's part of where I say my sacral, like I've been blocked on the design because I'm a graphic designer by trait. Mm -hmm. And I was hiring somebody to design them because it was just too much pressure for me. And I've literally been working on the design for eight months. Mm -hmm. And last weekend I sat down and designed like the base of them in three hours couldn't do it in eight months, but that's how I know that my sacral is like, I'm in flow right now yeah. and really feeling that. So I'm starting an Etsy shop that will have chakra stones, different stones. We're also going to do an altar in a box, which I'm super excited about. It's got like an offering bowl, a little Buddha, you know, just some stuff to kind of get started, to mm -hmm. dig into, to feel comfortable with. And I, I love my altar. So I'm actually looking at it as this travel altar. Nice. So I can, it's got a nice little box. I can take it anywhere I want to go. So the chakra cards will, I'm fingers crossed, be ready in June. And I'll have them on my Etsy shop. You can also find them, you know, check me out, groundingjourney.com. Um, but these are going to be just something that if you're not sure where you're stuck for the moment, you can pull a couple cards and let the universe tell you where your chakra is. Each chakra has an affirmation card that goes into like things that are balanced, imbalanced, ways to connect, um, a description of the chakra, and then a visualization. Because I don't want to call it a meditation because like you got to read it and then do it. So it may not really be a meditation for you. Um, but it, it's such a great... If you're digging into the chakras and you want to play with yoga and moving your body, this is a great way to get started. And if you are already into your chakras and you want to just be like, hey, where am I today? You can draw a card or you can lay out a whole sequence. So it's really based kind of like your spirituality. It's whoever, whatever you want it to be. So thanks for letting me share. I'm super yes. excited. I haven't shared about them yet because it's been such a labor of love. No, I love it. And it feels really good. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I yeah. want those, you know? And, and yes. you know what? It'll be interesting after this. You'll have to share with me, you know, if, if you can, like one of your pictures, because I have this idea of what it looks like in my mind. And I'm curious if what I saw is like what I, yes. what it is. I'm really just 
just for fun, but it sounds amazing. Yes. And I definitely can think of a few of my friends who would love them too. So oh, definitely you. by the time this goes live, it's going to be really close to June. And if yes. they're available, you know, go get them. Definitely show Chris some love. I can't wait to have a deck. Like you're going to have to ship them to me wherever I'm at in the world come May because I'm going to Yeah, be... we'll just swing by North Carolina while you're traveling. We'll do a yoga out in my front yard or something. I know. Maybe and, that and would be them. fun. Maybe we'll have yes. to be in North Carolina come May and then I'll be like, hey, I'm here. I'm, I'm here yes. for my delivery. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. So if, if, if someone's like, man, I want to connect with you more. Like I really like Chris. I like her energy because, you know, what was fun about you, it's like you're, you can go high, but you can also go low. You know, mm, like you can, you. you can bring it down, you can kind of level it out. And so if someone's really vibing with your energy and they want to connect, they want to have a conversation, like where would they go? So we already talked about grounding, groundingjourney.com, which is your website. How else can they connect with you? So my podcast is Grounding Journey. It's available on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, all the great places you can find it. I'm also on Instagram, grounding underscore journey. I'll have to admit though, the last month I haven't posted because I've been giving myself grace to work through what I've been working through. So you're welcome to, and I'm always looking for people who are on a spiritual journey, who want to have a conversation. So check out my podcast. And if you want to come be a guest on my podcast, go to Instagram. The links will give you the link to reach me and fill out the form to come be a guest on my podcast. Cause I am, like you said, in the beginning, I'm a student of the world. I just want to have conversations and connections. No, I love it so much. I mean, thank you so much for sharing your journey. I'm so glad that you also had your coming out spiritual party as well. Like that's so awesome. And y'all like, this is powerful. You know, if you're getting the tinglys like me all over your body, it just, it's just a confirmation that it's time to make these changes. Mm, All right. Until next time. See you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Life Adventurous podcast. If you love this episode, remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. For course information, freebies, and to stay connected, join our Ohana, that means family, at www.2jhala.com forward slash Ohana. Remember to stay positive, enjoy the journey, and most of all, keep those eyes open for all of the adventures surrounding you.